your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 324 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers, of course, going to be back in action later tonight at 7 p.m. in Buffalo against the Sabres. And some noteworthy news, at least from Sabre camp, that we can talk about real quick here. The streak is over. The Sabres finally ended their 18-game losing streak by defeating the Philadelphia Flyers 6-1 to last night. This is something that we talked about in yesterday's episode. We touched on it real quick, but I think it bears repeating here. I am actually pretty happy that the Sabres won. First and foremost, they beat the Flyers, and the Flyers just so happen to be the team that's right in front of the Rangers in the standings. Like we talked about, the Rangers are in sixth place. They're going to have to jump two teams if they are to make the postseason this year. So for the Flyers to lose 6-1 to to the Sabres, that's obviously a good thing for the Rangers. But beyond that, I have no interest in playing a team that's on a 19-game losing streak because, yes, the Sabres have been really bad this season, but sooner or later, they're going to have to win a game. And that happened last night, and you just hope that the Sabres ended the losing streak, and now they kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit. Because I think at this point, if you're a player on the Buffalo Sabres, and I'm not suggesting that every single player on the Sabres has given up, that they don't want to be there anymore, etc., etc. But when you're having a season like this, I'm sure there's a part of you that just can't wait for it to be over. And some of the cases of the players on the Sabres, you can't wait to get traded out of there, which is probably going to happen with uh, Taylor Hall, and we'll see who else goes. Obviously, Eric Stahl already got dealt as well. But yep, Rangers versus Sabres tonight. Igor Shesterkin going to be back in net for the New York Rangers. I think that's really the only way to go. No word yet on who will be in net for the Sabres, but I think this is the way the Rangers are going to have to go from here on. I think it is time to basically just ride Igor Shesterkin until the wheels fall off. And I say this with all due respect to Keith Kincaid and Alex Georgiev, who I think have both played uh, pretty well at times this season. I mean, certainly with Kincaid, for somebody who comes into the season as your number three goalie, uh, being a Ranger fan, I don't think you can act much more from a guy, again, who's number three in the pecking order as far as your net miners are concerned. And for Alex Georgiev, I know he went through that really rough stretch not too long ago, and it's funny because he seemingly has fallen to number three in the pecking order behind both Igor and Kincaid. Although if you look at Georgiev's last two games, he's actually done pretty well for himself. He played on March 19th at the Washington Capitals and March 17th at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. Against the Flyers, he had a 26-save shutout, and against the Capitals, he stopped 16 of 18 shots. So over his last two games, he has stopped 42 of 44 shots. Uh, That really isn't so bad. I mean, it looks like he kind of turned the corner there, but... uh, Yeah, for whatever reason, it does seem like Georgiev right now is behind Kincaid in the pecking order. But bottom line, uh, both those goalies, Kincaid and Georgiev, have played well at times this season, but it's time to roll with Igor Shesterkin going forward for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think he is the Rangers' kind of chosen goalie of the future, if you will, and really the goalie of the present. And I think if the Rangers are going to get back into this playoff chase, 
then they got to go with the guy that gives them the best chance to win pretty much night in and night out, and I think that's Igor Shesterkin. I mean, you can go by the eye test or you can go by the stats, and if we want to just run through the stats of all three goalies real quick here, Igor Shesterkin this season has played in 18 games. He started 16 of them. He has a goals against average of 232 and a save percentage of 925, a record of 8-8-1. If you want to go to Keith Kincaid, he has appeared in eight games with the Rangers this year, six starts. He's 3-2-1 with a 2-6-1 goals against average and 891 save percentage and one shutout. And as for Georgiev, 14 games this season, 13 starts. He has a 5-5-2 record, a 292 goals against average, and an 897 save percentage to go along with a pair of shutouts. So by the stats, Igor clearly has both guys beat. And really, if you go by the eye test, he's got them beat there too. And if you go by what Igor has done, this is what's really impressive to me. The fact that he was injured and missed three weeks of hockey and he comes back and it's like he hasn't missed a beat. He's played three games since returning from his injury. He has allowed just seven total goals in the three games that he's played in since returning. And he has stopped 99 of 106 shots. That sounds like somebody you got to roll with going forward. And if you want to go back a little bit further before the injury, he has allowed two goals or fewer in four of his last five starts. And another reason why it's time to just roll with Igor and make him the workhorse and give him the vast majority of starts down the stretch is the simple fact that this is only a 56-game regular season. So I don't think you have to really worry about wear and tear like you might have to in an 82-game regular season. I think that pretty much goes without saying. And when you also take into account the fact that Igor Shosturkin missed three weeks of hockey he is going to end up with a pretty light workload this season. You know what? Let's just have some fun with this. Let's say that Igor Shosturkin is going to start every single game for the New York Rangers from now until the end of the season, which obviously isn't going to happen, but let's just have some fun, like I said, and uh, take a look at this hypothetical situation in which the Rangers literally have Igor Shosturkin out there for every minute of every game down the stretch this season. Okay, so the Rangers have 21 games remaining. If Igor was to play in all 21 of these games, which he won't, but let's just say he does for argument's sake, it would bring him to a total of 39 total games played this season. That's really not that much. Igor's a young kid, just 25 years old. He's used to being the starting goalie and the workhorse goalie everywhere he goes. He can handle a big workload. Not all 21 games, but I would like to see Igor get about 17 starts the rest of the way here. Obviously, if he goes through a sump, you can adjust on the fly, get Georgiev out there, get Kincaid out there, whoever you think gives you the best chance to win on any given night. And I also wouldn't like to see Igor play both games of a back-to-back under normal circumstances. However, the Rangers only have three more back-to-backs remaining between the month of April and the five games that they'll play in May. So that's not going to be as much of a factor. That's actually fewer back-to-backs than I was expecting. And that might sound strange, but I think in this season, the way the schedule is so condensed and the way the Rangers and really everybody play so many games in such a short amount of time, when I looked at the April schedule and then also the five games that the Rangers will play in May, that actually seemed like kind of a low total to me. But we're actually going to continue talking about the Rangers schedule for the month of April in just a second here. Just kind of take a brief overlook of the entire month. They will once again play 16 games in 29 days as they did in the month of March. But like I said, we're going to dive into that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. 
your online sportsbook experts. Once again, betonline.ag. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so as promised, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Rangers' upcoming schedule for the month of April. But first, I just kind of wanted to put a bow on the month of March here. The Rangers... For March, go 9-6-1, and one. and I think when you look at it, you just take a look at the record and you factor in everything that happened. I think you got to be feeling pretty good if you're a Ranger fan by how this team performed in March. Again, 9-6-1, and one. they had some injuries. You had everything that happened with Artemi Panarin, a lot of off-ice drama there. You had a fairly challenging schedule, two games against the Penguins, two games against the Bruins, four games against the Flyers, and four games against the Capitals. You had a couple of players go on the COVID list. The entire coaching staff went on the COVID list, and we basically had to just put together uh, a makeshift coaching staff. I mean, nothing against the guys that came in. They did a great job. Chris Knobloch, Gordon Murphy, and Chris Jury, they all kind of took the reins and uh, led the Rangers to a 4-2 and record while they were serving as the acting coaching staff. But still, that throws everything into a loop there for a second when your entire coaching staff uh, has to miss games due to COVID, being on the COVID list. So when you consider everything the Rangers went through, when you consider the difficulty of the schedule, and again, everything that happened with the coaching staff, I think you got to be feeling pretty good if you're the Rangers, if you're a fan of the Rangers, going 9-6-1 and one in the month of March. The tricky part here is that if the Rangers once again go 9-6-1 and one in April, I don't know that that's going to be good enough for them to be back into playoff positioning. Again, you do have to finish in the top four. Now, the Rangers do have five additional games in May, but you might have to do better than 9-6-1 if you're going to make some significant headway as far as the playoff chase is concerned. And once again, the Rangers will be playing 16 games in the span of just 29 days, which, I mean, you say that out loud, it barely even seems possible. But yes, for the second consecutive month, the Rangers will play 16 games in just 29 days. Here's what gives me some hope for the Rangers as far as the playoff chase is concerned. First of all, I think they are playing... Uh, I would say that the month of March was definitely their best month of the season so far. They obviously got off to a rough start this year. I feel like they've kind of been trying to pull themselves out of that 1-4-1 hole that they dug themselves into. I feel like they've been trying to get out of that for basically the entire season here. But overall, again, when you factor everything that happened, you factor in the schedule, I do think March was a good month for the Rangers overall. And the reason why April could be even better, first of all, I think the Rangers are beginning to play some of their best hockey. But beyond that, if there's any such thing as an easy portion of the schedule for the Rangers, it is the month of April, and here's why. The Rangers, including tonight's game against Buffalo and Saturday's game against Buffalo, they have four games against the Buffalo Sabres this month, and we all know how bad they've been this season. I don't think I really need to elaborate there. I think everybody gets the idea. They also 
have four games against the New Jersey Devils. And the Rangers and Devils, they've played some competitive games this season. I don't think the Devils are a pushover by any stretch of the imagination, but facts are facts. The Devils are in seventh place out of eight total teams. But the Rangers, they will actually play the Devils four consecutive games uh, from April 13th through April 18th. The first game is on the road, the next two are at home, and then the final game is on the road. So they will play the Devils four times in the span of just six days. And you know what? You got to win three of those. I mean, I, I know that that's kind of a tall order. And again, I don't think the Devils are a pushover or anything like that. But if you want a chance at the playoffs, you're going to have to beat the teams that you're better than. And I think uh, the Devils are a team that the Rangers are better than. And maybe what we'll do, I realize you guys are more than capable of looking up the schedule, but I will just run through this real fast just so you know exactly the order that the Rangers are playing these games. You got two at Buffalo, two at home against Pittsburgh, two on the road against the Islanders, and then you have that four-game set against the Devils that we already talked about. Uh, one game on the road against the Islanders, two at home against the Flyers, two at home against Buffalo, and then one at home against the Islanders. That's your month of April. And again, I think if there's any such thing as a softer portion of this schedule for the Rangers, this is it, the month of April. So it's all right in front of the Rangers. They are still within striking distance of a playoff spot, but they are going to have to play some quality hockey uh, throughout this entire month here. And they're going to have to endure a pretty grueling schedule. I mean, I didn't know that a lot of teams in the NHL are going through the same thing that the Rangers are, but yeah. 16 games in 29 days. That is no joke. So the Rangers are just going to have to persevere through this, win the games that they're supposed to win, and hopefully make some headway and, and catch up to uh, at least fourth place in the playoff race. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so something else that's kind of become a very spirited and very uh, heated at times debate is when will Vitaly Kravtsov make his debut for the New York Rangers? Because we already know it's not going to be happening tonight in Buffalo. So the million-dollar question, of course, is when will Kravtsov ultimately make his debut for this team? For some context here, I just want to take you guys through the entire timeline, everything that's happened with Kravtsov. His KHL season ended on March 11th. That was when Tractor was knocked out of the first round of the KHL play. Playoffs. Kravtsov got to New York immediately after that. He had to go through the mandatory 10-day quarantine period. 
The first game that Kravtsov would have been eligible to play for the Rangers was March 25th against the Flyers. Obviously, he did not play on that night. He has not played since then. He began practicing with the Rangers a day or two before that March 25 matchup against Philadelphia. And for tonight's game against Buffalo, and again, we've already been told that Kravtsov will not play, this will be actually the fifth game that Kravtsov is eligible to play in for the Rangers, and despite this, he still has not made his debut. Now listen, I understand that the Rangers want to get him a couple of practices under his belt. They want to get him acclimated with his new teammates. They want to pick the right time and day and maybe even the right opponent to get him out there. But with all that said, I really do think it's time for Vitaly Kravtsov to make his debut. And I actually exchanged some emails with uh, Eddie. Eddie's a very loyal listener. Uh, we exchange emails, just talk about the Rangers every now and then. And we're kind of in the same boat here. We both agree that it's time to pull the trigger on this because I think myself, Eddie, a lot of Ranger fans, we've all been patient, but I don't really see what the point is in continuing to have Kravtsov watch from the press box every single night. Even if Kravtsov makes his debut on Saturday against the Sabres, which, I mean, that doesn't seem like any kind of a slam dunk at this point. I, I hope it happens. I mean, if you ask me straight up, it will it happen? I think it probably will happen. I think we'll see Kravtsov on Saturday. But even if he does, that will be nearly two weeks since he got here and since he began practicing with the Rangers. That'll be two weeks that have gone by and a total of five games where you could have had Kravtsov out there and the Rangers didn't have Kravtsov out there. So I just think it's about time. I don't think it takes this long for someone to get acclimated. He knows how to play hockey. Now, will there be some holes in his game? Will there be some struggles? Will there be some growing pains? All that stuff that you go through with a young player? Maybe there will be, but you know what? How about we find out? You know, there's only one way to know for sure. Maybe the kid hits the ground running, and he's an immediate asset to this team, and he immediately starts helping the Rangers win some games. Give the kid a chance. You know, we threw Alexi Lafreniere out there on opening night this year, did we not? And he had just turned 19 years old at the time. Kravtsov is 21, and Lafreniere didn't even have a preseason. That's another thing. Lafreniere had not played a game of hockey in about 10 months, and you can even look at Capo Caco last year as well. He was 18 years old when he debuted. Now, granted, Caco at least got to go through a normal training camp with the Rangers. He got to go through a normal preseason with the Rangers. And I know Lafreniere was the number one overall pick, and Caco was the number two overall pick, and Krasov was number nine. But, I mean, really, does that even matter at this point? Krasov's older than both of them. And, uh, you know, again, he's coming off of a pretty nice season for himself in the KHL. I don't want to have him go cold from that. You know, there's part of me that almost feels like they should have just thrown him right out there. You know, he's coming off of a pretty impressive, pretty strong showing for himself in the KHL. It is by far the best season of hockey that Krasov has played since the Rangers drafted him. And it hasn't always been smooth sailing for Krasov since he's been drafted. For a while, you know, people were saying, oh, he's a bust, he's a bust. Give him some time. You know, you gotta, you gotta be patient with some of these kids. But I do think you want to kind of ride that wave if you can. You want to get him back out there. I mean, he's going to be going out there basically kind of cold at this point because by the time you put him out there, and again, this is even if he debuts on Saturday against the Sabres, it will have been about three and a half weeks since his last hockey game. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed, man. We already know we're not going to have Kravtsov tonight. I'm hoping he's at least out there Saturday against Buffalo. There's no way to say for sure at this point. And again, my only request for the Rangers as far as how they use Kravtsov is just make sure he's in the top nine because putting Kravtsov out there for seven minutes a night on the fourth line does no good for him. It does no good for this New York Ranger team. You got to have him out there with some guys that can help him, some guys that are capable of putting the puck in the net. That's what Kravtsov is here for. He's not here to be like, you know, a big bruising defensive forward penalty killing type on the fourth line. And as far as how the Rangers can work him into the lineup, I would think he's probably going to get Julian Gauthier's spot. And again, you know, I've kind of gone to bat for Gauthier a couple of times on this show. I think at times this season, he's shown some flashes here, some flashes there, but he just hasn't 
put it all together yet. He hasn't shown the kind of consistency at the NHL that he did in the AHL when he was basically lighting up the score sheet on a nightly basis. So, you know, Gautier, he's had some chances this season. He's He's been out there more often than not. And I think just by process of elimination, it should probably be Julian Gautier that comes out of the lineup. I don't think you're going to pull uh, Colin Blackwell out of the lineup. I wouldn't do that. He's been kind of hot lately. And he's somebody that can move up and down the lineup. You're not going to pull Philip DiGiuseppe out of the lineup. I think his place on the fourth line is pretty secure. And beyond that, I mean, are there really even any other options? I think by process of elimination, you're probably looking at Kraftsoff stepping in there for Julian Gautier. So we'll see how they look to play it. And you know what's going to happen tonight, guys. Gautier is going to go off for, you know, two goals and an assist. It's going to further complicate the matters. And then it's going to be like, okay, well, how are we going to get Kraftsoff into this lineup now? But, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. I Again, I, I do think his debut is coming sooner rather than later. But I also think it's time to pull the trigger and uh, get him out there and just see what the kid can do. He might be able to really help this Ranger team down the stretch here. He might be able to help their push for the playoffs. And if he struggles, you know what? You can limit his ice time. You can maybe put Gautier back into the lineup for Kraftsoff. Although I think once Kraftsoff debuts, he'll get a good amount of rope. But I do believe we will be seeing Kraftsoff sooner rather than later. One last thing I thought we could do today in the spirit of MLB's opening day is this is a thought that occurred to me earlier this week. I think it was on Monday or on Tuesday. Adam Fox was coming off of a really impressive performance. And I mean, basically just pick any game this season and you could say that about him. But I had a thought earlier this week that Adam Fox is just a machine out there, man. You know, he just, you pencil him into the lineup and you just don't even think about it. He's going to play great defense. He's going to give you offensive fireworks from the blue line as well. He can play on the power play and run point there for your top unit. You can put him out there on the penalty kill, and he's going to be great there. And, of course, the Rangers do all those things. Uh, Adam Fox is a tremendously versatile player and an up-and-coming player, obviously, for the Rangers. But I had the thought, you know, going into baseball season here, he's basically the Rangers version of DJ LeMahieu. And I know we probably have some Yankee fans listening to this who are excited about opening day. I'm sure we have some Mets fans that are listening to this that are excited about opening day as well, although uh, the Mets and Nationals game has been postponed. But with LeMahieu, you know, you don't think about it with him either. If you're the Yankees manager, if you're Aaron Boone, you basically just pencil him into the lineup, into the leadoff spot. You put him at second base. He's going to give you fantastic at-bat after fantastic at-bat. He's going to constantly be setting the table. He's going to be constantly hitting line drives all over the ballpark. He'll occasionally get into one and put one over the fence. But it's line drive city whenever DJ LeMahieu is at the plate. You always think that he's going to come up with a hit. He seems to never go through slumps. And I think a lot of what you can say about DJ LeMahieu, tremendous defensive player as well. You can say the same thing about Adam Fox. Again, you just put him in the lineup and you don't think about it. You put him on the top defense pairing. You put him on the top power play unit. You put him on the top penalty kill unit. You let him go out there and you do his thing. And you worry about Adam Fox probably as little as any player on the New York Rangers. You just know he's going to go out there and give you a great game every single night. It's pretty much the same thing with DJ LeMahieu. So uh, they're the two machines of New York, we shall say. I know that uh, they started calling LeMahieu the machine last year. I think it might have actually been Gary Sanchez who first called him that. Uh, just said, yeah, you know, the guy's a machine. And I think it just kind of stuck after that. But Adam Fox, the machine of uh, New York hockey. I think we can say that at this point. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, enjoy the uh, Ranger game tonight. We'll be back here to talk about it with a new episode tomorrow. Hopefully, we are talking about the Rangers picking up another two points and starting to make their move and climb the standings here and get back into this playoff chase. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.